Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Before you, the King of Kings, we've come before you, the Lord of Lords, 
we come before you the almighty God and we know that any encounter with you leads to a transformation of lives this morning may we experience you in a very profound way and may it result in major and significant changes occurring in our lives in the name of Jesus I pray for everyone in the service that we will all see your glory and that we will experience you in a way we never have before I commit myself into your hands use me today and glorify yourself in the process in Jesus mighty name and let everybody shout aloud amen come on and give a mighty hand clap to the Lord God bless you. You may be seated. And God bless you for being here today. A special appreciation to those of you who are here for the very first time. This place is a real Domiabra. If your love is not strong, you cannot easily come here. But we are on a journey somewhere. This is just one part of the journey. And as the weeks go by, as the months go by, we will see where God will want us to be finally. So we also want to say Ebenezer, thus far has the Lord brought us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You're all welcome to the times of Restoration, bad times of restoration, and I trust that your life will never be the same. Tell the person sitting by you something good is coming your way, and your life will never be the same. Hallelujah! Amen. Turn your Bibles with me, please, to Second Corinthians chapter three. 2nd Corinthians chapter 3 and we're reading from verse 3 to 5 the new living translation living translation. it says clearly you are a letter from Christ showing the result of our ministry among you this letter is written not with pen and ink, but with the spirit of the living God. It is carved not on tablets of stone, but on human hearts. We are confident of all this because of our great trust in God through Christ. Notice verse 5. It is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualification comes from God. Our qualification comes from God. Lift up your right hand and say, My qualification comes from God. 
It is not of myself. It is not of any man. It is not of any woman. But it comes from God himself. And if God has qualified me, then I am truly qualified. Clap your hands unto the Lord. And for the third week running, I'm going to share with you on the message I have titled simply qualified. So we've done qualified part one. We did qualified part two last week Sunday. And today we are doing qualified part three. When a film is nice, there is usually more than one part. That is why Rambo has five parts. Rambo 1, Rambo 2, Rambo 3, Rambo 4, Rambo 5. And those of you who like local films, your favorite is which one? It's how many parts? Ten parts. Part twelve. There's twelve. Twelve. So chewa part one, chewa part two, chewa part three, chewa part four, chewa part five, chewa part six, chewa part seven, chewa part eight, chewa part nine, chewa part ten, chewa part eleven, chewa part twelve. Wow. What a song. Now, qualified, I am believing God to end today. It is part of my assignment as a pastor and a teacher of the word of God. To help those I minister to. To fully grasp and understand what God's plans and purposes are concerning them. And I have discovered in the word of God. That God's plan for his people. Is that he will use them to do great works. Jesus himself testified to this. In John 14 verse 12. He said the works that I do. Shall ye do also. And greater works than these shall ye do. Because I go unto my father. That, ladies and gentlemen, we is know, your destiny we know, we as a child of God that you will do great works and you will even do greater works. And Jesus is not intimidated when his children do greater works than he did. When you are secure in yourself, you are not worried or intimidated when your children are doing well. There are some people, they don't want their children to shine more than they do. So they like to clip the wings of the people under them. But Jesus said it and he was not disturbed about it. That my people will do greater works than what I have done. Because I go unto my father. 
So it is your God-given destiny to do great works in your life. And last week, I pointed out to you that even if all you do in your Christian life is to win one soul for the Lord, in the sight of the Lord, it is a great work. It is a fantastic work. Just one soul. The Bible says when one soul gives his life to Christ, when one lost soul is found, there is great rejoicing in heaven. Heaven is excited. The angels are excited. Because one more soul has been added to the kingdom of God. Perhaps what helps to explain this even further is when Jesus said that what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? He said, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and yet lose his soul? In other words, your soul is more valuable than the whole world. And so the value of one soul far outweighs that of the whole world. Don't try to fully understand it. Just accept it that because Jesus said so, so it is. So I need you to understand and believe that God's intention concerning you is that you will do some great works in this life. But there's a major problem. There's a major challenge. Many Christians do not feel qualified. They don't feel qualified for God to use because of their personal challenges, their weaknesses, their failures, shortcomings, self-doubts, uncertainties. And then sometimes people around us make us feel like we don't have what it takes. Because to be qualified means to have what it takes. To be qualified means to be fitted and made competent for something. To be qualified means to be licensed or empowered or given the authority to perform or to function. And there are times when the people around us, our family members, our friends, our colleagues, society at large, can make us feel that we don't qualify. But I want you to understand that God is the one who qualifies you to do his work. And that our qualification comes from God. There is a clear pattern that I see in the word of God. 
and it is a pattern of God using unqualified people. It is a pattern of God picking ordinary people. Ordinary people with life related challenges and issues. He picks them. Ordinary men. Ordinary women. Little boys. Little girls. And begins to use them for a great thing. So he picks them up. He qualifies them. And he uses them. It is a pattern that we see in the word of God. And that is why we can say emphatically that God specializes in using unqualified people. And God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. To convince you, I have started a journey into discovering certain examples in the Bible of people whom God called, qualified, and used. There's nothing else I can use to convince you except the word of God. And examples from the Bible. So last week we talked about Moses. Moses was in the wilderness. Taking care of his father-in-law's sheep. When he saw an amazing sight. It was a bush that was aflame. It was burning. But it wasn't getting burnt. He drew close. And God spoke to him. And God announced to him. That come Moses. I'm going to use you. To rescue and deliver my beloved people from Egypt. The land of bondage. Moses response was who my mind. Who my mind. Who am I? That you can locate somebody like me. And even want to use somebody like me. And when Moses said, who am I? In essence, he was telling God that I am not qualified. And in a certain sense, he was not qualified. He was a fugitive. And he was a murderer. There was a price on his head. And for 40 years, he felt lost. He was brought up as a prince in Egypt. And perhaps he could have been the king of Egypt. But here he was in the wilderness. He ran away there after he murdered somebody. And he was 40 years old when he ran away. And for another 40 years, we don't hear much about him. Then when he turns 80, an old man, God says, come. I'm going to use you. His response is that, who am I? 
And God told him that I will be with you. And that is why I can say to you, the only qualification you need is for God to be with you. And if God is with you, what is happening now should convince you to always come to church with your Bible. Ever since we discovered projector and started using it in the house of God, Many people have decided that they won't bring their Bibles to church. At least you should have a phone that has a Bible on it. Ask your neighbor, where is your Bible? Hey, Asamo. It's too amazing. So we want to read from Judges chapter 6 verse 11 to 16. To give you a little background to this scripture. Joshua, the leader who took them across the Jordan into the promised land, had died. But after his death, there was a leadership crisis in the land of Israel. There was no one visionary leader to lead the people in the ways of God. And so because of that, there was a lot of political and social disorder in the land. People were doing what they wanted to do. And what happened was that they now started practicing some of the evil things that the nations around them were involved in. And they began to worship their gods. And God became angry with them. And withdrew his protection from them. And any time he did that, their enemies began to oppress them. And defeated them. And put them under bondage. But any time they cried out to the Lord, God raised up a judge. People like Samson. People like Deborah. God raised them and used them to deliver his people. Then after a while, they will go back again. And then they will mess up and then God will punish them and they will cry out to God and then a new judge will come this was how it was it got to a time when now they were being oppressed by the people of media so the Midianites began to oppress them so in Judges chapter 6 verse 11 the Bible says then the angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree at Ophrah which belonged to Joash of the clan of Abiezer 
Gideon, son of Joash, was threshing wheat at the bottom of a wine press. To hide the grain from the Midianites. So now, take note of this gentleman called Gideon. He was an afraid man. He was afraid of the Midianites. And he had gone to hide at the bottom of a wine press. Now, a wine press is simply a device that is used to crush grapes in order to produce the juice which is used to make wine. Now, this guy had gone to hide at the bottom of the wine press. In order to produce his wheat. Because he was afraid. Afraid of the Midianites. That they would take away his grain. And probably kill him as well. So this is where he was. When the angel of the Lord appeared to him. And said. Now look at what the angel said to him. He said mighty hero. Mighty hero. I'm talking about somebody who was an afraid man. And the angel of God is calling him a mighty hero. A hero who is mighty. He didn't just call him hero. He qualifies it and calls him mighty hero. We know heroes. I said we know heroes. Heroes are usually people of courage. Strong men. Strong women. They don't hide. They confront their enemies. They deal with troubles. And they are very strong and, and they are very focused. So anytime you are watching a good action film, there's always somebody we call a blowman. blowman. And usually this blowman, he doesn't run away. He stands to fight. If you see a blowman who is running away, he's just what? <laughs> this guy, Gideon, was hiding. He was afraid. And now God shows up and calls him mighty hero. The King James says mighty man of valor. That is how God described him. I want to say something to you. God sees more in you than you see in yourself. And it is God who can identify the potential in you and exploit it. Today I am declaring to somebody that you don't think much of yourself. You don't see anything great in yourself. You don't see how anything mighty can come out of you. But what you can't see, God can see. What other 
eyes cannot see, God can see. God can recognize. And God is going to exploit that. May you become a great vessel in the hands Amen. of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now look at his response. He said, Sir. Gideon replied. If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the media. Not only was he afraid, he was also disappointed. He was disappointed in God. He was disappointed in life. He was disappointed about their circumstances. There are times in life when you experience disappointments. And the more disappointments you've experienced, the less confidence you have in yourself. But no matter the disappointments you've experienced in this life, Things may not have worked out for you. Maybe your marriage didn't work. Your business didn't work. You tried to start a fellowship, it didn't work. You tried to start a church, it didn't work. You tried to do things that never worked. And the more failures you encounter, the more disappointment you have. And there are times when you are even disappointed in God. Where you had expectations that things were going to turn out well for you. But those expectations were not met. Those expectations were not realized. Sometimes you suffer loss in this life and it leaves you disappointed. You know, one of the things that can cause you to be so disappointed in this life and you can even become angry with God is if you lose a loved one. It's a very wild thing. Especially when it happens suddenly and you were expecting that things were going to turn out well. But the only thing that happened was that your loved one died. I have been disappointed in God before. I have had expectations of God that were not met. And it really affected me. Thankfully, it affected me for only a short while. Because by the grace of God, I have a very quick recovery rate. Things get to me. But after a while, by the grace of God, I'm able to stabilize myself. But sometimes it is difficult to recover from your disappointments. And in the midst of your disappointment, if God shows up and he says, I want to do something, you can even get angry with God. That after allowing things to go this way in my life, why have you showed up now? And you say you want to do arts. And to use me to do arts. 
Please God, I don't want any problems. When the angel told Gideon, you are a mighty man of valor. He started to explain to God how disappointed he was in him. But thank God for his patience. And thank God that even when we speak foolishly, he doesn't hold it against us. The Bible says that the Lord turned to him and said, go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. Yes, you Gideon. You are a coward. You are disappointed. But I like you. I can see strength in you. I can see greatness in you. I can smite things in you. And I purpose to use you. So go with this your strength. And I am sending you. Now look at Gideon's response again. He said, but Lord. Gideon replied. How can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh. And I am the least in my entire family. Now we see somebody who has a very low self-esteem of himself. He felt that he didn't have what it takes. And by this response, he was telling God that I don't qualify. I don't come from a good family. I don't come from a strong family. My family background isn't good. There is no great person in my family. Nobody has achieved greatness from my family. There are some families, if you try to become great, they can easily kill you. How many know of families like that? So your own mother can tell you. I don't want you to go far in education. If you have gone small, it's okay. Come and stay home. And help me to sell firewood. Because if you attempt to go higher, higher than anybody else has ever attempted in this family, they will kill you for me. And so there are people who had greatness in front of them. But it was never real. That's why I tell you that when you see people in town selling chewing gum, selling face masks, selling achomo, Selling in Many of these people, it is because of something that they are where they are. Many of those people, if they had had the opportunities that some of us have had, greatness would have come out. Never look down on yourself because of where you have come from. Because of where you grew up. Because of the circumstances surrounding you. Even the circumstances surrounding your birth. Maybe your birth was not even planned. Did you hear what he said? It came to pass through. 
when my mother was told that she was pregnant with me my twin brother and myself she almost fainted <laughs> because she had had six children already and she was an old woman she was thinking about enjoying her old age so when she started feeling sick and went to see the doctor she thought they were going to tell her you have malaria but her doctor who was an Indian doctor looked there in the face and said congratulations congratulations for what he said you are going to have a child he said who? Hey, you and said the good news is that it's not just one. It is two. Said, Because she was not expecting it. So as I stand here today, I wasn't planned. A man may not have planned me. But God certainly had a plan for me. I said God had a plan for me. And that is why I'm here today. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. I'm explaining something to you. That there are times when you look at yourself. And begin to feel that there's nothing great about me. But God sees differently. I said God sees differently. And it is God alone who can truly measure our potential. It ends by saying, the Lord said to him, I will be with you. And you will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting against one man. God was explaining to him that yes, yes, I know that you don't come from any Baye family. And you don't feel qualified. But the only qualification you need is that I, Jehovah Elohim, I will be with you. And if I am with you, all your enemies will be fighting. It will be like you are just fighting. Hallelujah. Amen. May God empower you to do great things. And may God cause you to become a great instrument of righteousness. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Another example I can talk to you about is David. King David. David. Let's read something that occurred concerning him from 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 18 to 19. David had become king of Israel. David Israel. And God had used him to defeat all their enemies. So by this time. The whole land was in peace. No more fighting. And one day as he sat in his house, he said to Nathan the prophet that I'm not happy about something. 
that I live in a, a beautiful house made out of cedar. But God still lives in curtains, in tents. And he said this to Nathan and was trying to tell Nathan that I want to build a magnificent temple for the Lord. God spoke to the prophet Nathan and gave him a message for David. And he told David that I don't need you to build anything for me. I've never asked anybody to build anything for me. But because you had such an intention, I'm going to bless you powerfully. God explained to him that you were taking care of sheep in the wilderness when I picked you up and then I made you king and I was with you and I've given you victory over your enemies. And I'm going to bless you even more. You are going to enjoy a lot of peace. And I'm going to raise one of your sons to become king in your place. And he will build a temple unto me. And I'm going to give you an everlasting dynasty. After Nathan had delivered this message, this was King David's response. 2 Samuel 7 verse 18. Then King David went in and sat before the Lord and he prayed. He said, Who am I? Oh, sovereign Lord. And what is my family that you have brought me this far? And now, sovereign Lord, in addition to everything else, you speak of giving your servant a lasting dynasty. He said, do you deal with everyone this way? Oh, sovereign Lord, as King David sat before the Lord, he was overwhelmed and he analyzed himself he took a critical look at himself and where he had come from and as he reflected on what God said he was going to do through him he said who am I in other words I don't qualify I don't qualify I don't deserve to be where I am he said who am I who am I then he said is that how you deal with everyone else you see David could remember where God picked him up from he was a little boy taking care of his father's sheep in a very dangerous place. The sheep were not a lot. But his father could allow a little boy like him to stay in the wilderness for a long time to take care of sheep. One day, the prophet Samuel came to his father's house. His father was called Jesse. Jesse. And when he came, it was a great visit. 
a visit that you were expecting that everybody would be called to come for dinner. Because when an important person visits your home, you want everybody to experience the visit. Is that not so? Everybody was called for the meeting. Except David. Their father had eight sons. Eight sons. Seven of them were at this important meeting with the prophet Samuel. David, the last born. David was not invited. The prophet Samuel told the king. I beg your pardon. Told Jesse. That God has sent me to anoint one of your sons to become king over Israel. So I want to see all your sons. That should have been few enough to Jesse to send for David. Even after he was told this, he didn't send anybody to go and call him. In other words, how can he be king? David. David. He's a little boy. He's taking care of sheep. If God is looking for somebody to use, not him. David. He doesn't qualify. Even for dinner, he doesn't qualify. And now we, we want to look for a king. That one there doesn't qualify even more. They didn't invite him. Samuel's come through all the sons of Jesse, the seven of them who were there. And for each one of them, God said, No, this is not At the point, I'm sure that Samuel was confused. Have I come to the wrong house? I know I heard well that I'm to anoint one of the sons of Jesse. So he asked him, Jesse, are these all your sons? His response was, Ah, ah oh, ah, I have one more son. But he can't be the one. It's not possible. He's a small boy. His voice hasn't even broken. When a man is speaking, he says, hello. This boy, when he's talking, he says, hello. Hello. How can somebody like that be Samuel said, we are not having dinner until he comes. David was out there in the wilderness. David no no gusu playing his harp. Ah harps. As the deer panted for the water so my soul longed after thee. Desire and I long to worship you. 
when he heard somebody shouting, David, 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 oh, who is disturbing my time of worship? He said, They are looking for you. Who is looking for me? The great prophet Samuel has come. He says, God has sent him to come and anoint one of your father's children to be king. David said, What does that have to do with me? My brother Eliab is there. Shama is there. So, you should anoint them. The person told him that they have God has rejected all of them. It looks like you are the one. You are a small boy, but you are the one. You are a little boy, but you are the one. You have been rejected by your family, but you are the one. You don't have a good education, but you are the one. You don't feel confident in yourself, but you are the one. You have a lot of challenges, but you are the one. You have a lot of things you are dealing with but you are the one it looks like you are the one I'm sure David said it is not possible but you see he hadn't heard this scripture before that with God nothing shall be impossible he appeared in his shepherd's gear. Very dirty. With dust all over his face. A young boy. With a baby face. And rosy cheeks. When he got there he said. Good afternoon. Immediately Samuel laid his eyes on him. God spoke to him. He said that is the one. That is the one. This one, this is yeah, the we one. Are, we are, we are. Maybe someone asked God, God, are you sure? <laughs> I'm sure God told him, go, go with him. Anoint him right now. He told David, kneel down. He poured the oil. <laughs> and the Bible says, from that day, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And it was the coming of the Spirit of the Lord upon him. The presence of God that is what qualified him to become the greatest king that Israel has ever had. I am announcing to you today that you don't feel qualified. You don't feel you have what it takes. It doesn't look like anything splendid can ever come out. But it appears to me that you have forgotten about the one you are dealing with. That he's the one who takes nothing and makes something out of it. He is the one who takes a nobody and makes a somebody out of it. He's the one who takes people who have been rejected and elevates them highly in this life and causes them to become great men and great People who have been given up on. People who have been rejected. People whom conclusions have been drawn about. People whom people have said that nothing good can ever come out of it. He takes them. And he says, I like you. 
You are not perfect, but I like you. You have a lot of problems, but I like you. You have a lot of challenges, but I like you. Things are not going well in your life, but I like you. And I know that when I use you for my glory and for my honor, you will always remember to give me glory. You will always remember to acknowledge that it is not by my strength. It is not by my might. That's when you'll be able to lift up your voices. I want to pray with you. I want you to understand that God loves you. And God is interested in you. And God wants to do a great thing through you. But he needs you to trust him. He needs you to surrender your life. Today, just before we close our service, I want to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. You look at yourself, the terrible things you have done, the mistakes you've made, and you can't imagine that God still likes you. But he does. And today he's extending a hand of invitation to you that come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, you want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. I want you to lift up your right hand wherever you are. And I'm going to pray with you today. You may be watching me 
You can lift up your hands in the name of Jesus as your Lord and Savior. God bless you. I want you to say this prayer with me. And everybody should join in as well. Say, Heavenly Father, today I come to you just as I am. Oh God, please forgive me for all my sins. Please wash me with the blood of Jesus. From today, I surrender my life to you. And I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. For the rest of my life, please be with me. Take me as I am. Use me as you will. Make something great out of my life. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer in Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say amen. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.